You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Alright guys, this is part three of our three-part California versus Texas and then some series on the Fundamental Fast Pitch podcast. Is that like your 12 to 14 or is that like your 16 to 18 division? That's that that's like your 15 to 18. Wow. Well, yeah, with yeah, the, so. the thought of so here's here's another thing on our leagues out here. We have had like we have Pitching so was many, still not great, Jess. Oh, I'm sure. But we have so many girls that just leave league by then that are at least for like KGSA, their older divisions have to be combined because if not they don't have enough girls to play so there after you get past um your 10u and your 12u they don't have like a 14u a 16u and a 2u it is literally 13 to 17 it might have been like that jess it might have been i I could be completely wrong but i do remember there being four to six girls of teams of girls in high school probably closer to four but i do remember there being a different like level for those girls i really do um at least one or two of the seasons there, it's just, dude, and it's it's crazy, like, that, so that league had became the league where a lot of people in the area kind of, like, gravitated towards, so a couple of the other leagues would kind of, like, not shut down, but there'd be, like, two to three teams per that league, or four per division, five, maybe, and a lot of the girls went to that league, because that's where all the, quote-unquote, talented girls went, quote-unquote, and again, the, the, the leagues were so, like, the cities are so close, Jess, you can do that, it's not like, it's like everyone driving to KGSA here, but still, like, Brazos is right down the street from me, and, say, Fulcher had a league, say, say Simonton at league like that that that's the you know where I live like that's the relative leagues like there was that many kids dude it, wow. was, it, was, it, was, just a, it was just a lot and we came from dude we we came from a city with 300,000 people in it like us that's and insane. then around us 150 150 150 150 99 100 like it was just there's a lot of girls um but again if you google online where's the hotbed for softball it's southern california and it's this houston area like i know there's florida's big too but like this is two of the three you know what i mean so like yeah. i get it and again, this, 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 this SoCal is a very populated area. Los Angeles has like 20 million people in it. Like, and we weren't in Los Angeles per se, but like the surrounding cities, 2 million people. Like, it's just, it's, it's huge out there, dude. Like how, how Texas is wide, California is long. It's similar. You know what I mean? But like you guys have yeah. more, we, you guys, we, I'm from Texas, darn it. Like where we have more space out there, it's really condensed. And really, I didn't see a problem with it growing up or really never thought about it because that's just where the environment in which I grew up in. Um, but it's funny because, like, I mean, I'm I follow the NCAA stuff online now, and a lot of the other recruiting. I, I, I why do I follow five star recruits who just basically announces every single collegiate softball player now? Because I do, and like all like almost everybody. I mean, there's like occasional, not occasional. There's a lot of girls from other states, but like out of every ten, like seven of them from California or Texas every single time. Like wow. that's just that's just that that that's just where they are right now, at least yeah. right now. Um, and everything probably with the select balls we've talked about girls leaving league going to select kind of where we started this whole podcast on like that's just where everything has gravitated towards and because these are big areas that's where i mean you can go down to texas and see what 250 amazing girls like in a day it's crazy absolutely well so and it's, it, it's similar for football too I don't yeah know dude that texas either, is like, huge. football football's huge out here man like huge yes. out here <laughs> it, it took me, it's, I remember when we first moved out here, Rodney, I go to, go to Rodney, he's like, hey, we're gonna take you to the University of Katy. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's a college in Katy. He's like, no, we just call it that. That's a $35 million stadium. And like, there was a good, like, what well, I don't, I'm probably gonna exaggerate here, but maybe 10,000 people there. Like, there was a lot, right? Like, it's huge. Yes. Um, <laughs> like on a Friday night, I was I like, I think 7,500 is the, 7,500 in the seats, but they also like, 
let people sit up the side of the hill and like stand yes, in the it was, room. It, it was 85% full. Like I'm like, it is Friday night against a team. They're winning 38 to nothing against in the second quarter. And there was 6,000 people here. Like it was wild. Well, um, you also went to Katie football, which like Rodney said, like it's, it's truly it like the university of Katie. <laughs> no, I, I know. Trust me. I grew I up it. in Katie. It, it, that's not wrong. So, so yes. So just circling around about and all these things, the, 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 the rules are a little different. And we had the girls, like I said, that we could freeze. So Alex and Susan, their kiddos played with Easton um, and they were the assistant coaches, but really like it was just so the girls could play together. And at the beginning in AEU, it wasn't really a problem, but as the girls started to get better and this and that, it, it mean, it was really like every season it was kind of like we would get kind of, and, it was annoying because you could you and not not just for us, but like um you could get people who just teamed up every year and at the and even even as good as the league was, if you had a really good pitcher and if you had two really good pitchers, like you were gonna be tough to compete against regardless. You know what I mean? And at yes. a league level. And I mean it's not my fault my kid pitched, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying like in, in the, the freeze scenario, because remember I asked you at Roseridge, I'm like, Do they have freezes? And you're like, What are you talking about? Um, yeah, so that's huge out there. So- answer go back to answering my question the tryout you're talking about that and then the draft itself so the draft itself would have all those things we get all the coaches together it i'm sure it's similar to where a lot of other leagues do it like you go and you just go to a a restaurant or something at least we did it at restaurants we do it in in waves and then you just go down your list and you guys would take turns um snake style if you will but yeah i mean each the girls had numbers on them we didn't call them out that's for sure but even then it just it got difficult because after the girls had their co- – and it wasn't like, okay, I'm – so sometimes you'd get the I'm a new coach, right? So I'm here to coach, and I don't have any freezes. So they would get the first two picks. So most – say say there's 10 teams, and eight of the 10 teams are just the same 10, eight teams with different names with the same three girls coming back, and then the draft would actually start after all those girls were taken. Now, sometimes you would get, like, people who literally just had assistant coaches – um, with with friends they were with who one of the kids were good and two of them were not but those were still their freezes that was just kind of the luck of their draw for helping right we were just fortunate that we so had what? three pretty good kids yeah but like how does a freeze work so well because like, what does that even it's, mean? so they need coaching right so i'm a coach so if i get someone else alex's daughter he's gonna help me coach so his daughter is frozen she can't be taken she's on easton's team so she's so automatically like, like on the team yes yeah, because it's to help with coaches help to get people with with I mean, help coaching, like help could still volunteer. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it just, hey, so, Mason, we're really good. So, okay, so, so I'm going to give you how uh, I, my daughter plays at Sealy Lily. I'm going to let right. you know how they do it. They don't necessarily like freeze per se, yep. but what they do is before the draft starts, they go around the room with all the coaches and they say, hey, like, Let's talk about the coaches' kids and the assistant coaches' kids. And so those those players still have to try out. The coaches' kids still Correct. have to try out. And yes. then um, after that, basically during the draft, they go through and they we place the coaches' kids where we right. think they would go. Yeah. No, where we think they would go in the draft. And okay. so um, so we go through and every, we just kind of have a discussion about it. It's like, oh, um for example like my daughter tommy they're like oh we think she'd go like in the fifth or the sixth round and so then there's a discussion about it and you can kind of voice um to you can kind of voice what you think or anything like that but those basically like take your draft spots so on an 11 for us 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different verbiage, I guess. So like on an 11 player team, if you have your head coach and an assistant coach or two assistants, or let's say your head coach has two kids or assistants, two kids that you want to take, then those take up like you place them wherever they would fit in like those three rounds of the draft. And then whenever it's your turn um, to draft, you just basically get skipped for whatever round they're in. So I do want to, before I throw myself under the bus too much here, Eason went to school with Hayden. <laughs> we met coach Alex that way. Um, it's not like we tried to stack up teams and stack up teams, but Eason, Hayden and Ryan were probably out of like, if there's 12 teams, probably, I don't know, three of the top six kids. So it just kind of was what it was. And they weren't going to, I mean, I don't know. You can view me how you want coach, coach Jess, but I mean, they were legitimately school age friends and, you know, there had been conversations, not that we're digging into old, old stories. They're like, Hey, will you coach a team? You know what I mean? Like, and it, it was true at the time where I worked and where he worked, like some nights I would be there and someday he wasn't, Susan wasn't. So it was kind of like literally assistant coaching, but it just, but again, it's, it's kind of like we've talked about, right? Like if you're, if, if girls are playing select ball and their parents are invested, it just kind of gives you a little hand up on it anyways. Right. Like, but yes. So we would do it by rounds as well, Jess. Um, Got it. So first round, second round, third round picks were gone. But it, it at that point, it it doesn't matter. Like if you had a pitcher, you were good. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like at any league, I'm guessing, in, in rec. Um, if you have that a pitcher, you're, you're going to be okay. Um, yep. And I'm getting very uncomfortable talking about it. Anyways, <laughs> bring up all the story. It's not my fault. Damn it, they're friends. Um, anyways, so there was freezes. Again, the verbiage was different, but that's how we described it. Um, Just like that. Um. And then I, I think a lot of the stuff like probably are pretty similar to rules to softball. Like we went by USA rules most of the time. I don't know what rules you guys go by out here, but that's the rule. USA. We, we follow USA yeah, okay. softball. I think that's a nationwide like little league thing. Okay. Yeah. USA softball is with the fun um uh coward caveats, if you will. Like these are NCAA rules. <laughs> yeah. But those are called but... those are called hometown rules, Mike. That's what you're looking oh, for. Hometown rules. Yeah. So like if you're an opposing team and you're up three to nothing at the end of the first inning, actually the other home team from that league gets four runs because it's their home field. So you're down four to three. Like those fun stuff. Those, those was that a thing? Rules. No, I was being facetious, but it was Oh it was my kind gosh. Of I was about to have heart failure over here. I was like, I could not yeah. play for that league. <laughs> but it honestly just like like the, the 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 rec leagues out in California, like all like for what it's worth. I've only been around the leagues out here rec wise from friends that I've made across the softball world. Um, the, the, the leagues in California were fantastic in comparison, just based on the amount of girls. I'm not saying the way it was ran or the competition level, but just the amount of girls like it made for such a better experience for there to be such a wider net of girls playing. I feel like. Yeah, that, that, and I again, can... it's just, it's just where you're at. Like just location wise there, there, there was, there was ten, like, I'm going to make you sick to your stomach where I was at. There was probably 10 million people within an hour all the way around me. It was crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I just, it, it, we, we, we grew up differently, Coach Jess. No, um, absolutely. But I mean, in terms of that, man, like, I don't, I, I don't really know if there's too many other unique rules. And all these rules were just like house rules, like you kind of said. Yeah. But the catcher stuff really bugs me. The no drop third, the, the home being closed. Like, you don't want to have home open in six, you fine. But the girls are pitching. If you're allowed to bunt, you're allowed to slap. Home needs to be open, and there needs to be drop the right. There just does. They're not going to learn. Like, simple softball, right? As you always say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, man, I think we could talk softball all day, Mike. But let's, uh, unless you can think of anything that else really sticks out, let's wrap this one up. And um, 
I need a nap if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 we can go ahead and wrap it up for the for the episode 70, which is going to be titled The Great Debate, California versus Texas on your Spotify feed. Um, next one, Coach Jess, will be Soft Toss 101. And I cannot wait. Um, if, if you stuck with us this long, I am going to try to get Coach Heather to describe um, how to toss the ball too high multiple different ways. Just asking her a question to see how many different ways she can uh, describe it to us. I mean, it would be fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to over under for me. No, I'm just going to oh. throw this out there and I'm going to see if it like, if it comes to fruition or not, but Heather has heard me vent and whine and seen me pitch uh, like front toss to my daughter's team. So I'm just curious since she's not on this one with us, I'm curious in that episode, if she's going to break any mention of how awful a pitcher I am. Um, do not tee her up. Let's see if it just comes naturally, but it's, it was, I was, I was the other Jess. team's MVP. So, Hey, do you, do you, Oh, to, so, Hey man, like, so it was me, Alex and Susan, but we had a parent team mom, actually, Amanda, she, she threw that ball in there for a couple of the girls. We'd call her in for relief just to pitch a couple of the girls. She, Cause she had a couple of the younger ones better. But for the most part, man, we would hum that ball in there. They always seem to hit the ball better when it was coming in quick than slow. Um, yeah. Nothing like the rainbows. But I mean, in my defense, it doesn't help that you they... don't need to defend yourself, Jessica. It's okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal. You and this was my biggest frustration is I had parents and grandmas and everyone in the stands yelling at them, "Don't, don't swing at the first pitch or pick a good one." Well, let's. Let's teach the girls what a good one is because when you swing at one that is literally belt high, I mean, when you, sorry, when you take one that is belt high, but then you swing at one that's touching the clouds, like, <laughs> I'm Coach sorry Jess, I threw it there, but why did you swing? But Coach Jess, that's that. That's where their eyes are at. That's where they see the ball the best. Gosh, clearly. <laughs> well, I, no, do you have any players on your team that do that, by the way? No, that's a whole nother issue because they would literally swing the bat and be looking at me smiling. I'm like, I'm trying not to smile back at you because I need you to know I don't want you to see me. I want you to watch the ball. Like, gosh, so difficult. How old are they? Five to nine. Yep. <laughs> Jessica, as I as I said, not everyone played D1 and, and has these type of expectations. But I do, having watched you coach the younger girls, do appreciate the fact that you're trying to teach them the the right way to do things from early age, even if it doesn't stick. There okay. is a right way and there is a wrong way, even if everyone is not doing it the right way. This um, is true. This was episode 70 of the Fundamental Passage Podcast, The Great Debate, California versus Texas. The next episode will be Top Toss 101, where we see if Heather will nonchalantly bring up of how awful Jessica is as it pertains <laughs> to pitching. Um, Jess, as always, appreciate the conversation. This is probably our longest podcast to date and one of the funnest for me. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Please make the please make sure to continue to like, subscribe, and share across all social media platforms. We're back to 203 now through Spotify, Apple. You're over 70, but catch up, please. So near the 300 mark in total, Jess. What's our do you have any idea what our total listens is so far? If you oh, this is riveting podcasting. Oh God, sorry. Let me let me go to the analytics tab here. So our total plays is 8,647. We're averaging between 69 and 81 plays per episode with an audience audience size of 231 over the last seven days. This is Spotify only, but in our last 30 days, we have made 11,877 impressions across Spotify, which means um, 11,000 people 
11,877 people have been um, suggested the podcast. Awesome. But hold on, hold on. Here's a fun one. Spotify only. Spotify home, which means subscribe, right? So, oh, this is fun. This is a new one. Total top impressions. It says Spotify home, 3,830, which means people that have had it come up on their home feed. So they like sports and stuff like that. Spotify search, if they're searching for fast pitch or softball or fundamental or something, 7,862 people and 185 of the 203 have the podcast saved in their library. So again, I, I, again, like I, again, this is episode 70. I mean, we've been doing this since I can tell you right now, the first pod, would you like to get, would you like to guess now that I'm back scrolling the first ever edition of Fundamental Classics? I don't remember exactly what date it was until I'm clicking back. It was February 28th, 2023. So we've been doing this for about 10 months, just man, eight months, excuse me. My math is, I, I, I do not math good, but yes, it was eight <laughs> months, eight, eight, eight months, eight months is pretty good though, man. Seriously. Um, well, I, mean, I definitely, very... I, I do have to give you some credit. I should have let you talk me into this sooner because it has been such a joy getting to talk to you and Heather about softball every week. So, and for those of you who are, like... yeah. And for those of you who are asking, which I'm not sure if you are, but you should be, we will be getting to those video podcasts soon. I hope I really, yeah, hope we're so. working on it. We're, we're, oh, hey, work, way, promise. we're in the sports section. We are ranked number 69 on Spotify. It appears. So. which is ironic because we just finished the 69th episode so dun, dun, dun. now let me and tell you let, let, let me tell you though coach jess while we are climbing up the rankings the difference between number one and number two is massive but we're getting there and i do i i have to go back and look for easton real quick she asked me today if she could be episode 66 and i forgot to put her on there it was being a good opponent one so maybe we can have her on again at some point um, yeah how about 166 Mm, we'll I like it. And, and, and and two and a half years when she's playing middle school ball or something somewhere <laughs> um, reg- or maybe regardless... we do 99 which is like upside down 66 maybe, maybe. she can be happy with that she 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 asked what episode it was being a good opponent that might have been a good one for her i don't know that's the cora one though so that she was actually pretty good on that one herself she's very you know she's she's very well spoken for her age i feel like and now i'm as we've talked about one of the biggest core fans in the world but i i listened to that podcast as i was driving and she came across very like eloquent she's she is very well spoken and she is very much an old soul which yes. makes it very difficult to have what should be child conversations with her when she is 10 steps ahead and way wise beyond her years i do find it funny though that um I was listening with my friend Brian and he he knows Easton, but he had never heard her talk before. And the episode we did with Cora and Easton, he's like, that one's yours. I'm like, yeah, that one's mine. Like he could just <laughs> he could just tell. I'm like, yeah, buddy, that, that one's mine. And Nailed then he it. knew that Cora, and then he and then he knew that Cora, even through the early episodes, was was Heather and not your daughter, which I found interesting as well. I think both of our daughters are kind of similar to us, whether they want to admit it or not. Um it depends anyways. On the day. Mine, mine looks like me, but man, does she act like her daddy? You, I will agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, especially on those swings. We'll get, we'll get you guys some videos of of Tommy Joe and her daddy hacks here soon. They're fun All to right. watch. They are. They, yeah, I remember Ethan throwing her like, "Let's go!" Like Ethan just like first swing Tommy missed that she pitched to her, and she's like, "Let's go!" Like Ethan was thrilled. <laughs> she's like, "Let's just." She's like, "I don't know what this is, but you're five, almost six at the time, and we're just gonna keep doing it." Like we're just, we're just, you're, you're going to be the first six-year-old to put it to the fence. Um, well, that's a, and it's just to add on that too. It's funny because my husband and I had conversations about, oh, we need to work on this. We need to do this, whatever. Like 
it makes me so happy that my daughter has a lot of the things that you like cannot teach. She's not scared to get dirty. She's not yep. scared of the ball. She's not scared to slide. She's Jessica, not scared to play hard. You have taught her those things like, though. Like you have huh? taught her those things. That, what do you mean you can't teach them? You taught her those things, I'm sure. I well, I no, I have not spent time with her actually doing them. She literally has watched that at the softball field. She kind of knows expectations, and it doesn't yeah. hurt that she gets to jump on the field with our girls and do agilities and sliding and and like all of those things. It's just. It's also like she can still know how to do it, but then the want to. So when you have her literally sliding at home every single time she comes around the bases, whether there's a play or the ball's in the pitcher's mound or not, like that's that's just her. She's just extra. I I, I, I can tell you right now that that word you just used reminds me of my daughter and watching Tommy just at practices and stuff like and even that first T-ball season like, dude. Easton at five years old was diving on a ball right back to her pitcher. She's like, no, but mine. It's get away. It's mine. It's going to be my ball. <laughs> So it's, you're, you're going to have a blast because I have video of Easton at five years old, like no business sliding into first base, second base, third base. We have a video of Easton sliding into each single base. Her first game, she slid into each single base. Her first she, time she, up. Tommy, Tommy asked me if she could do that uh, in T-ball when they had to go base to base. And I originally told her no. And I was like, you know what? If they're not going to let you run more than one base, you might as well, sis, go for it. Dude, that is a great, I mean, that, 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 that's, I mean, I'm good with that. Like, if you're not going to be able to take extra bases, like, let's go. I mean, dude, Easton slid into first base, like, two tournaments ago, trying to beat it out. Like, I, I'm cool with it. Like, as long as we're safe and not playing stupid, like, let's try to well, win. And she's also a kid, so there's that. If that's what she wants to do, then who am I to stop her? you might have to have a conversation with Ethan because she's asking if she can do the gritty if she hits it over the fence this season. I said, that's a coach just question. I don't know if you know. I don't care. I don't care as long as she touches all the bases first. Yeah. I I said, it's a home plate. That's the one I'm worried about. And just so you know, if it happens, she's expecting, and and I'm going to say a a naughty word here, guys, if you're listening, a big smack on the ass from coach Jess, she said, so just get ready for it. She's waiting for it. It's either, it's either going to be that, or she's no. not going to see me because I'm going to be trying to race you to get the ball. Just yeah, letting she's, you know. She's, she's literally, she was telling me, she's like, man, because she's seen all the clips of like last season, us, uh, all the girls doing well, right? And and I'm very different than Coach Jess on the field as it relates to my, I mean, obviously on the podcast as well as it relates to my animation. But I think as after I get you hyped up and going, Jess, we're pretty similar, whether you want to admit it or not. But there's a video of us, like the girls walking it off and me, like literally so excited with the girls jumping and hugging with them. And coach Jess is so fucking cool. Oh, excuse me. I'm not the, no, I'm, I'm not the, hit the not safe for work type, but Jess is just walking off. Like I know Jess, I could see her walking off. I could see her like, yeah, there was two outs. Yeah. I called a bunt with a strike. Yeah. You do it, it, whatever. But I can see coach Jess. Cause I know you Jess. I can see her face like, oh my God, that just worked. Like that, that, that worked out just like I thought in my mind, but you look so cool. So calm, so collected. We get all of our stuff. Coach Jess is like, oh, like just so super. I think I picked you up off the ground. I was so excited. But like it was, but it was just so funny because like there's literally a video of us side by side on different sides of the field. Like you're just super calm, cool, and collected as really. So Ethan's expecting like a big reaction. I said, Jess will give you a big reaction, I promise. So I got it. I will uh, I will tell you though, like that's a practice trait, and that's something that especially as a woman, like in the sports industry with tons of male coaches and all that, like that's something too, that is just like, 
to me, I feel like it commands respect when yes, you can, absolutely. can hold yourself like that. So that is just know that while you see it on oh, the I, outside, it's a process. I know you. I know. Man, I'm losing it inside. <laughs> like, 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 literally, like, if you go back and look at the clip, like, as Grace is running to first base, you can see your hands, like, you're getting closer and closer to third base, like, as, like, the line, as she's running, like, your hands are just kind of, like, doing this, like, Dr. Evil thing, like, where they're kind of in a circle. And then, <laughs> and then you literally, no, I'll send it to you. You literally, like, do like a like like a like a small short hard clap like let's go but like to yourself like face is very maintained i mean i'm running up and down the sidelines high-fiving parents but that's <laughs> that's fine like like this happened in galveston it happened there's video of it it was great but i'm just saying yeah you're gonna have to send moment, me that clip yeah that but 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 i'm saying like in that moment like how I knew like you're great for my kid just the balance and stuff because it's good it's good that she's like me the over like it, it allows her to play free right and and enjoy it but Absolutely. she's just away from being closed down and not being too crazy for most work most of the times but I think a lot of it too like comes with would you agree like comes with like you said practice trait and having con con like I mean sure like playing d1 the dude like starting like you had a lot of success so you probably got good at good at that right like you got good at learning how to i'm sure it took you time but you got good at learning how to um well you, did, hold on you, I, do you did you do well with success growing up or like in terms of um i individual? So here's the deal i didn't have a ton of like big big moments i can remember a handful of moments that were well, you said I was you had like, like a walk off well no i mean so you got a lead off home run once right like pretty i did set, my, actually when we were playing um uh katie my junior year it was on it was on a i was lead off it was a first pitch change up that i actually hit over the i'm a lefty so i hit it over the right field fence to my dad standing out in right field so that was pretty cool no that was awesome way to come in clutch mike hey yeah, where's our awesome. mike and mike podcast we've talked about this well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it i think okay. we're, i think we'll have that one on video because dad will enjoy that one but um can like, we do it while one. we're playing cornhole Mm, no, because uh, you and my dad both cannot focus doing more more than one thing. Am I similar um, to your dad in that way? That's a man thing, Mike. <laughs> that's oh, a fair. that's one of those like can't have more than one tab open at a time. Makes sense. Multitasking. Yeah. Well, so I can do more than one program, but I can't do. I, I'm looking at my. I'm trying Pass. to like. <laughs> I'm trying to lie to you right now. I have. I have the Spotify thing, which I opened and I have the podcast outline open. And then I have, I have two tabs open right now, but that's probably pretty much atypical. I usually only have one open, but that's. <laughs> but you get <laughs> it, right? Like, focus, I get it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah. back to your question, like on the, on the big feelings and emotions, like I also even like, I know I have changed a lot since when I played, I have truly become like a different personality different confidence um but even like even to this day I don't like attention I don't like eyes drawn to me um so even in big moments like I, even if it was huh this is then well okay fair enough but this is weird to me because like you said you do handle yourself well on those moments and I'm not just pimping you up because you're on the podcast like you do handle those moments very well it's so that's a very, very practice trait. I can tell you like every time I have to talk to the parents, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, Is this anytime, true? Absolutely. I get so anxious, but I just, it, I mean, it has to be done. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like I said, it's practiced. Um, but with the big feelings and stuff, I, I was more so like, I, I didn't handle like 
disappointment and letting my team down. I was always afraid of like fear of failure. So I took Is all this of why my... you're so big on the mental approach. Then this yes, makes more be- sense. Yes, because I was so hard on myself. Um, and I, I mean, at the end of the day, like softball is a game of failure. So, uh, when it comes to the big stuff and all of that, like I just, it was just, it was great. It was, a, I was super excited in the moment, but you would never see any like excessive celebrations or Do you have a favorite moment. Um, uh, I can't you talked a lot you- about high school being fun. Cause it was just not I, blah, I really but you said it was just fun. So I I really enjoyed high school because at the time it was such a mix of talent. So you had girls that had hardly ever played before, but were just athletic. You had girls that played in little league, but not select. You had girls that played on really good select teams. You had girls that played on rival select teams. And it was awesome because like it was Friday night lights. Like you got to play for your, your teachers, your friends, like your boyfriends, like, which I know we won't talk about right now, but it just, it was a whole different experience that you will never have outside of like school ball. Um, but like, even, even in like just the big situations, I just, and even now, like, I don't, I, I, Heather and I talk about this all the time. Like even like happy birthday. I don't like when people sing me happy birthday. I don't like receiving gifts. I would much rather give gifts. Like I just, I don't like the focus being on me. So whenever it came to ups or downs, I just tried to kind of like get by. Interesting. Um, this may be. So I feel like we need to do a podcast, and Heather, of course, can jump on it too. But I feel like we need to do a podcast, like literally, like a podcast, like a mental podcast. And maybe that's more softball schooly or more. We've else no, we've now. got a couple planned. Um, no, no, this... but I mean, like, not the billboard stuff because billboard is different to me. That's basically no, like no, learning like, how to control your emotions as a child. Like, yeah, well, like navigating success, like responding to failure, like absolutely. Those are those are ne- necessary conversations, and that's something where, again, opinion based. So it's just going to be from our experiences, but what has worked for me, what I've seen work for others, um, and just what? the connection and how to help kids like work through that. Because at the end of the day, like even your college softball players, like they're still kids like they're out in the world yes i I don't want to get into this but like they're like literally well i don't not i don't want to get into this but we could get into this all day but like they're little babies like and i think and i think and and dang it like this all ties back to knowing your team knowing your players building your relationships creating a team culture like like having a kid who's like who always celebrates the big moments like that's fine if that's consistent with who they are as a character right like just who they are having someone who's not typically like that it's also kind of cool if they do it because that's so atypical, like they're in the moment. Um, but then you can get, we'll have this conversation offline. But when, I, I think. When, Mike, when have you seen me uh, excessively celebrate? Um, I, I don't, I'm trying to think now you're putting me on the spot. I, I don't know. Um, but, but, but again, like it's, it's a fair point, right? Like I'm at slow pitch, Jess. I get if I get a double, like a double, I'm like, I'm on second base. I'm like, let's freaking go. Like, <laughs> like, like ragball. Like I'm at second base last week. And yes, Kyrie. And yes, Whitley. And yes, Eastern in the dugout. But I'm still at second base and I'm screaming, let's do it like we do it in the game, girls. And I'm like shaking, messing with them. So like excessive <laughs> celebration. And like, it's fun. It's, it's ragball for the guys. So it's fine. But no, it's fair point. Cause I'm sitting here trying to think right now. And it's in my head. Um, I don't know. Like, Can I tell you another reason? why because if I stay kind of muted as a coach right 
think about how much more that's going to do for hyping up my girls when I have to go bat for them and like argue a call or like, um, you know oh, what it's I mean? A thing. It's, it's a thing. Yes. Yes. So it's, then they're like, it's, it's, oh, it's God, definition. Is mad. can you do me a favor then? Could you find, can you like, can, can, can you in a game we're comfortably winning? And where we can get by without you for a couple innings, can you be like, "That's a ridiculous call. I'm leaving. You don't know what you're doing." Like, just get, get crazy. <laughs> just get intentionally tossed. I'm talking like the slow, like Tommy Lasorda for you Dodger fans out there, like kicking the dirt on the umpire's shoes, but like he would grab it with his hands and just put it on their shoes to be like a silly guy. Like, I'm. If I'm, I did that, I would probably have to go hide in a corner. I would feel so mean. bad for being mean to the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I was trying to re- re- relate it as it as it. Oh my gosh, per, Heather! Was... Hey, Heather's. I've actually seen Heather get more hyped than I have. Uh, she's got some fire to her, man. She's got a little bit of attitude when she's so, when she feels like the girls are wronged or rule questions or especially not being fair. It no, is so much fun to watch. No, it's it's funny because I don't typically get upset either. But like when they're doing something to the girls, I get very upset very quickly. Like I I, yes. I have a very I have a very very I'm like rubbing my hands together. I have a very hard time of keeping like when I feel like parents or, or, or other coach, like I might coaching pet peeves, number 5,042. If you're not a coach who's like, like outwardly, like kind of not, I don't want to say silly. That's not what the right word. Like you can tell coaches that are, that, that, that are playful and are nice and they're there for the kids and you can tell, right. But like, if you're a coach who's out there, like at third base talking to my player, my first base talking to my player, and you're just trying to get in their heads. Cause I've seen it. Like I'm gonna lose my pretty quickly. Like, yeah. Like, like, like it was, what was it last tournament where someone was talking to our, 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 our very lengthy first baseman. Like, Oh, those are shoes. Like, just like, like, why are you making conversation with her? Like, let her focus on fielding the ball. Like, shut up. Like, sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, but like, but like, those are what I'm talking about though. Like frustration called like that. But I've seen coach Heather get a little, a little, a little, a little wild as well. Um, The last tournament where we inadvertently pulled off the wonder woman thing and we crossed home and it was three balls and it was whatever. And uh, Heather's like, no, go go in the dugout, and the and they were arguing, and Heather was like, no, no, Mike, don't don't be giving away our trade secrets. That's why I use it by no, but like I was just saying, like she, she was very firm, and she's like, no, that counts. Yes. You don't know what you're doing. Like <laughs> as she's panicking about girls leaving bases. Well, I can see it on her face. It's fantastic for me because yes. I'm enjoying because Heather, she knows she's right. But she also has to convey it in a way which it doesn't call out the other stuff. Like so, it's like uh, it's like a play between the worlds. I don't know. I've I've I have never shared a field with Coach Heather until this season, and she is so much damn fun on the field. It is it is she is super fun to be around. Um, Agreed. <laughs> and she she cracks me up because I'm starting to get to know like I'm starting to get to know uh, dugout Heather now. <laughs> or on-field Heather and on-field Heather and is different than practice Heather, which is different than what was that dancing place we went to with Justin and Heather? The the place uh, where you Whiskey River. Dance? Yes, that's different from that Heather as well. Like, there's a whole bunch of different sides of Heather. It's fantastic. We need to get a video <laughs> show soon. Like, I I can only imagine the things that I will have outtake wise where I just ask questions and just get your like blank stare responses. I have like a whole list of these things ready to go. Um, so <laughs> I'm looking maybe, forward to it. Yeah. So regardless, this an, another twenty extra minutes, and this is the problem, right, Jess? This is turned into just a free flowing conversation as it relates to Heather not keeping us on topic and and quickly getting back to the outline as I'm rambling, which she does very <laughs> often. Very, yeah. Where is Heather? We we need what, her to keep us on task. 
Yeah, I this this yes. So, anyways, this was episode seventy again. The great debate, California versus Texas. As always, thanks for like, sharing, and subscribing to the Fundamental Investment Podcast. And in fairness, we did go down the analytics section of our podcast member, so I felt like we were naturally wrapping it up. And then I got squirreled, and I went off. And I will take credit for that one. But Coach Jess, until next time, uh, enjoy Arizona. And if you have a opportunity, please. Please go have a bean burrito, a red one, and a green one at Del Taco for me. They're only $1.19. You will not regret your decision. It sounds like a definite regret, but I will consider it. You have to try it because I've been talking about it to you for like a year now. You have to try you it. You have. You have. Okay. I'll see what I, I can do. I will Venmo you $5. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I will see what I can do. All right, Jess. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.